Three, two, one, mark. Three, two, one, mark. Come, my lady. Come, my lady. You're my sugar fly, sugar baby. <laughs> Let's <laughs> fucking crazy town. <laughs> Butterfly. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that song. No, no. Crazy Town Toxic. They actually were pretty metal back in the uh, the well, late I mean, 90s. We all know that there's 2000s. two versions. I heard there. that song in the 90s, and it made me want to fuck. <laughs> there's, like, the radio version, then there's, like, the metal remix. And the metal oh, remix kind of rips. Well, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, Crazy Town Toxic. Look it up. Uh, that song actually is pretty metal. That was the first single I ever knew by them. Uh, it's like, yeah, so, it's like uh, when you figure out that, like... Um, Oh jeez! Uh, Every morning there's a halo coming. Oh sugar! Ray. Oh yeah. sugar Ray! Sugar Ray used to be yes. really yes. No, they were terrible. And my, no, uh, my uh, my mom Incubus bought me that was first really CD. Me- Metalhead too. <laughs> anyway, I got I got sidetracked. Thanks for the introduction, there, Cody. Hey, um, yeah. So brand new year, brand new whiskey. Aaron, what are you drinking? Uh, I got. Um, a ginger lemon infused mezcal. Um, yeah, nice. it was tasty. What, what's it called? Oh, I don't remember the name of the mezcal. Oh, you because uh, I infuse it with ginger. Uh, I I want to say it was probably like the the Mage Vita, just kind of your standard uh, table. Is, oh, so agave. this isn't like a local fare. Well, you can't get a local agave up here. I mean, like if you're going to call it mezcal tequila, it's got to come from. Uh, Mexico. Yeah, I mean, technically, right? But I didn't know if y'all had uh, some kind of tequila farm up there. I think there's folks that do, like, agave Probably spirits. So but I haven't seen, like, an agave spirit since I lived in Colorado. All right, rock and roll. Yeah, what about you guys? Uh, Cody, I, what do you got? Uh, so my brother-in-law gave me two bottles of Alabama-style whiskey. And so right now I'm drinking this 85 proof, and it's uh, surprisingly smooth. It's got some good dark colors to it. Uh, I like it. Does it feel incestuous at all, or maybe it's kind <laughs> of like alt-writer? I feel like it's incestuous because it's Alabama. <laughs> it tastes like the rhythm section of the uh, of Muscle Shoals because, you know, they got them swampers. Ooh. Hey, I'll take that as an answer. Drive-by is from Alabama. I'll take it. Leonard Skinner to Alabama. We actually got a lot of... Nope, Florida, actually. We got a lot of good response from um, Christopher King. Is that his name? Right, Chris King, Cody. Yeah, both Chris King and uh, James Steinel both gave us some yeah, pretty sweet emojis. James Steinel and Chris King both uh, hit us up on Instagram and actually saw the uh, metal band that I was talking about. Uh, decided to like our post. Cool. I, I'm always really excited about that. Like um, sometime last year, I did a. I'm gonna get hammered and play guitar in my bedroom, and I played a Diamond Rug song, and the Diamond Rugs hit me up, and they were like, "Hey, man, that's cool." <laughs> and the Diamond <laughs> Rugs awesome. are fucking awesome, like T. Hardy Morris, dude. Uh, um, so you the actually lead got singer from yeah. You got oh, me hooked. On, you got me hooked on. Um, you got yeah. me hooked on the Diamond Rugs when we were in Korea, and then you got me hooked on uh, T. Hardy Morris also when we were in Korea. Because the so Cody the uh, bars over there they don't have like a DJ. They just have a computer set up with a keyboard, and you just go type okay. in songs that you want. And they have like so I type in like alt country the entire time and jams like no we need to listen to fucking metal metal 
Well, that's because that's because Nathan. That's because Nathan and I were just listening to like uh, Avenged and Slipknot and whatever. But nobody wanted yeah. to listen to, nobody wanted to listen to uh, Drive By. Nobody listened wanted to Turnpike. Nobody wanted to listen to Wade Bowen and Ray Wiley Hubbard and like the shit I was listening. Or to. Or even like some of the more popular like contemporary stuff like Stapleton or Isbell. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that except for us. They want to yeah. hear Trapped and Mudvayne because Mudvayne's playing at the Fort <laughs> Hood Superdome. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So. Oh, that's Papa Roach. Uh, but so I saw something oh, about Mud. Confused. I saw something about Mudvayne. And said we really just let Mudvayne record uh, metal music with a Seinfeld bass drum or a bass guitar, and nobody <laughs> said shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we get too far, what are you drinking? Oh, oh. So last night is that right, Cody? So yeah, last, last night, night uh, January the second was my going away party and. The community that I live in is beautiful and it's loving, and uh, everybody showed up. Uh, Cody, his wife, and his sister got me this awesome, awesome kitchen concordance called uh, Larousse's uh, Gastronomique. Uh, it's a, about a thirty-pound cookbook, which you could shoot a fifty cal through, and it probably wouldn't even make it to your chest. I, I, yeah, like I, if you if you set up home alone traps, you put that above the door to, to fall into Marv's head. He's dead. Yeah, and then they also Without caught me. They also got me a bottle of uh, Baby Blue, which is my favorite uh, Texas whiskey at the moment, which is Balcones Baby Blue. However, our neighbor across the street and away uh, got me this like uh, two hundred mil of Flanagan's, uh, which is out of Burnet, Texas. And I, I'm sorry, Bertram. Thank you, thank you, Bertram. And I was kind of looking at it because it's corn whiskey, and this thing kind of looks like a uh, like a medium roast beer. Like it's not light, yeah, but it's it not looks, dark. It, it, it's so see through. I was like, this is not. I go. Good. This it thing could is be a lager. I go. This thing's gonna burn. And then we passed it around the fire, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous smooth, like dangerous smooth. Good, yeah, and I, so Cody's sister's actually going by tomorrow to pick me up a bottle from Total Wine. <laughs> and and just as a, a side note real quick, I see your, your Jack of, what's it? Oh, it's a Jackalope. t-shirt. Yeah, it's my Jackalope. A Jackalope. So the second <laughs> bar that I worked at, um, which is called 1022 South J Street, their whole kind of like unofficial animal thing mascot is the Jackalope. Nice. Um, and... I got left out of this whole thing, but um, there was a employee party where they all got jackalope tattoos. Very glad I didn't participate on that one. No, we could get jackalope tattoos anytime you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just go dicks. on like Monday. All right, so um, it is January third as we're recording this. This is going to get to y'all on January fourth. I'm going to kind of proctor this um, this so episode. Does this proctoring mean we don't need to do the disclaimer? No, 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 I'm about to do the disclaimer. Okay, gotcha. So I'm going to proctor this, um, and unfortunately these guys are going to kind of have to follow my lead on this one. So I'm going to give He's us... told us nothing. I, I, have told, I have told them nothing. Um, it's going to be fun. We, True to form fashion, we do have a good news story at the very end. And let's go ahead and break this out. Which one of y'all is leading up the good news story? Is it Aaron or Cody? Aaron. Oh, I see great. two. I uh, see two Becky, news. Uh, 
Becky Becky Hammond. Okay, so Aaron's going to take up the good <laughs> news story. So hopefully, hey, Becky Hammond. Hopefully, a good time that we uh, we get to that. We're going to get to that. But before we dive too deep, let's get into legal disclaimer. So here it is. The views and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy position of the host employers. Any content provided by our hosts is their opinion is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Yeah, so fuck your inanimate objects. That's right. All right, boys. So we are a whole three days into 2021. We had a $600 stimulus check. We had almost a $2,000 stimulus check. Mount Etna we got decided 64 bucks yesterday. The meme war between like my conservative and lib- li- like my liberal friends has been hysterical. It's like everything from like let them have $600 like in the form of like the French Revolution to like people like posting pictures of Mitch McConnell, oh, the scary character from the, from the, uh, the from, Rodriguez movie, yeah, where from the Pan. guy holds up his it's hands. From Pan, to his it's from Pan, uh, the Labyrinth. Pam's lab, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Pan? Labyrinth. Pan's Pan, Labyrinth. Pam. It's got like a like a B sound to it. Pam. It's Pam. It's yeah. It's Pan's Labyrinth. Is it Labyrinth. Pan or Pam? It's Pam. I'm, ha- I'm having like flashbacks it's, it's, to Step Brothers. No, it's Pan's Labyrinth. Pan. Pan. You're sounding stupid. P A N. Oh, I let you go. Nice, down that one. nice. I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, we're three days. You're in. so beautiful. We're three days in, right? So we don't know what's happening, right? We're uh, what uh, eighteen days, seventeen days, depending on how you do your math there, from the inauguration of the next president. We are only three. Allegedly, we are only three days away from January sixth. And what's happening on January sixth, Cody? Got ourselves. Good old fashioned coup attempt. A coup attempt. attempt, right? Yeah, so we've got a coup att- a coup a, a, Jesus. A coup is it a, is attempt? It coo- is it coup cow? No, it's a coup. coup? It's a coup. It's, it's a, a coup. coup attempt. Right? So we've got the basically the certifying of the Electoral College, right? On January sixth. That's where and the there are, there's already enough people involved to automatically at one PM on the sixth. They're going to start calling states, and they're going to agree or disagree that they're going to accept it. And then it'll come down to, like, it might start immediately with Arizona. Yep. They're going to call Arizona, and someone's going to be like, I object. And so a, a, a House of Reps guy has got to say, I object. And then his big brother in the Senate has to say, I, too, object. And then from that point, they immediately call a recess, and everyone go like, they, the houses separate. And now they have to go into the corners and debate how the fuck they're going to uh, proceed. Yeah. So it's a whole shit show. And uh, Aaron and I have, and Cody and I have, and Aaron and Cody and I have been covering the election since Cody went on his second wedding anniversary back in November, election weekend. So guess what we're not, we're, we're doing this weekend is we're not covering that. Uh, what we are going to cover is our drunk week in preview. (laughs) So interesting. This is going to be our future. This is going to be our drunk week in preview. And in the past couple weeks that we've been talking, we've hit on some pretty hard. Um, we've hit on some pretty hard emotional and social subjects. 
I would like to think that the way that we talk about things with our audience, uh, we are actually building connection. Hopefully they're listening to us. And I'm hoping that they take away from our conversation something that inspires themselves or inspires themselves to tell them friends, right? So here's our Drunk Weekend preview, gentlemen. We're going to talk about your goals and what you are actively doing to achieve these goals for the year. On top of that, we're also going to talk about how we're going to become um, the things that we talk about in this podcast. Because we do a lot of stuff to hopefully inspire our people. And what our goals are to impact our community around us. So I want to set goals and I want to set them on air. So people can hold us accountable. Because I think accountability is key. And I'm going to set some goals on here. And I hope people hold me accountable. So I'm going to set some goals for myself. And I'm going to set some goals for my community. But I want to know what your goals are for yourself and for your community. So I'll give you all the option. We can go through individually and say, uh, Aaron, what are your goals for yourself and your community? Or we can go roundtable with goals each individual and goals each, you know, goals community individually. How do you want to do this? Uh, well, well, what do you think makes more sense? I think individual goals roundtable makes sense. Uh, Cody? Yeah, I, that's what I was going to suggest. All right, so because Aaron's kind of the shy one, and you're looking off camera, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea. Um, so just for perspective, uh, last year was the first year that I would consider myself a uh, hobby cyclist. Now, I don't – I'm I'm currently loading all of my Strava st- – stats yeah no that's why i surprised um, that's why i surprised y'all because i didn't want y'all to have information i wanted you to like off the cuff what are you doing i did 102 days of activity now that is nice. several days running mostly just running um 185 hours um 125,000 feet in elevation no excuse me 4,500 feet in elevation uh, that, that was my hilliest. Um, what I would like to do is bike 3,000 miles this year. Right now, my mileage from last year was 2,480 miles, 185 miles, 125,000 feet of elevation. Um, I would like to up that by quite a bit. It's something that's been on my mind. Um, I'm in my 30s. I don't expect to go to the Tour de France, but I I do want to be competitive in my sport and in my discipline. So I my intention this year was to start off cycling hard by doing 500 kilometers in the last week of December um, due to unforeseen circumstances, and that's both, like, it really just has to do with the fucking car breaking down <laughs> again and then whatever else happens in my personal life that I'm not really comfortable talking about. But also, like, 
the first day of this sort of uh, end of 2020 challenge is to do, again, the Rafa 500. That's that's 500 kilometers um, in eight days. It starts December 24th, ends December 20 or uh, 31st. On the first day, I knocked out 50 miles. Like on my weekends, I'm just going to do all of my hard riding. And then I can do some light night riding after work uh, during the work week. And as soon as December 26 hits, I'm in <laughs> I'm in the line to go get COVID tested because there's this whole coronavirus thing that's still going on that still won't leave me alone. And I have to be a responsible citizen. So I'm in the line and the car overheats. And the COVID tester is looking at me, and he's like, uh, his eyes get real big, and he goes, fuck, man, do you want some more hand sanitizer? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take some more fucking hand sanitizer. Yeah, pour it in the radiator, That'll bro. It. That'll help. Just pour the radiator. <laughs> might work. Right. Thick. So thick, so right? we're we're pouring water bottles into the radiator while I'm taking the COVID test. And, uh, you know, for the next three days after that, I worked on the car, never fixed it. But whatever. Like, Is that when you and I were texting? Yeah. Oh, it still never it still never fixed after that, huh? Yeah. So some ass hat that owned the hat. I'm getting off. Yeah. No. Bad, no. That's that's what we're. So this whole episode is true fireside. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ass hat. So bad electrical. So, got it. Um, the the car overheats. You do a Google search, and it says it's probably one of three things. And so you start going down the list. You're like, okay, so temperature sensor. Um, yeah, 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 temperature sensor, thermostat. Uh, check that they haven't bypassed the. By, check that they haven't bypassed any switch there. But you guys haven't looked under my hood, right? Well, I mean, and I'll tell you what's under my well, hood. Lately, no. It's a fucking rat hillbilly's <laughs> like Google job of electrical connectors to electrical connectors. And the radiator, it was actually pretty simple, and nobody noticed it. It's like me and my Toyota buddy working on the car. My Toyota buddy goes, oh, shit. Brian? Not Brian. Um, David Waugh, the guy that did my Mandalorian tattoo. All right, rock and roll. Um, he noticed, he goes, oh, Jesus. Why is this electrical connector melted together? <laughs> and it's because the radiator fan electrical connector had been routed uh, to, I don't know, a power switch. I don't know what to fucking call it, but basically, he basically grounded. Never got. He grounded it out. It never got solved. He grounded they, it out, and they ran it. Whoever hillbilly fucked this thing? They turned. They they made it so the temperature switch doesn't independently turn on the radiator fan. The radiator yeah, fan is just running. Yeah, they they bypassed the temperature switch. They went to a uh, straight hot when the ignition is engaged. It's got pure voltage all the time. Yep. yep. So, um, there, there's my 500 kilometer story. Um, but basically, I my my whole intention was to just really hit uh, road riding really hard. Um, I was getting into kit today, and I I didn't actually have my rain socks. So goal and goals for 2021 is ultimate goal. So what did I do? Twenty. What, what did I do? Twenty four hundred miles. I'm looking for. I think. I'd be happy with 2,600 miles. Okay. Okay. So what does that take? Like, uh, if you broke it down each week, what does that take? Oh, I haven't even done the math yet. 
Um, it just means that I have to drink less, actually. Okay. So not quite uh, and, dry. And really, that's it. That's it. You're not quite doing dry January. You're not quite doing uh, free February or whatever the other. What, what's February called? I know there's one for February, and I can't remember what it's called. Fun. Yeah, so you're not quite Fun doing February. You're not quite Free doing for dr- all February. dry January or anything. It's just it, just focusing. Oh, focused February. That's what we'll call it. Focused February. That's a good one for us. Yeah. Uh, so twenty six hundred miles is that we said or twenty six hundred kilometers? Twenty six hundred miles. Twenty six hundred uh, miles. Be garbage and fucking kilometers. It wouldn't even. Yeah, point six two kilometers for every mile, or point six two miles for every kilometer, but. 2,600 right. miles in 12 months. And it's really not that hard, guys. Like, I've done some hard rides around here where I'm like, a hard ride is 50 miles. At the end of the day, my recovery is nil. You guys know what it's like to go out and do, like, a heavy lifting session, right? Yeah. And you know what a heavy running session is uh, as yep. well. Because I've watched <laughs> your guys' stats. By the way, that 10-miler you did. In the half, uh, the half, the half marathon the that you did, half marathon. like it just, like it does weigh on you. But with cycling, dude, I was wrecked. You can ride really fucking hard, dude. Really, you can ride like a like a really good um, two hour workout to be it would be twenty five hundred feet to three three thousand, and if you did that inside of thirty to forty five miles. You'd be pretty smoked, like All right. not hurt, but it does like. I think it's a great way to augment your fitness. All right, so Aaron's goal for 2021, 2,600 miles, whether it's bike, run, walk, collectively 2,600 miles. All right, all right, Cody. Yeah, you're not you're not even going to attempt to swim any of that, Aaron. <laughs> oh, here in the Northwest in the Salish Sea, fuck that, it's cold. <laughs> Uh, year round, fifty four degrees. Oh yeah, let me go swim in that. Actually, I think that I actually think that'd be fun to like. I think that'd be a fun challenge to knock out a couple, you know, hundred meters every once a week or so. Swimming is so fucking hard. Yeah, yeah but that's I guess I would. I, I around here, like even in the like can you not, the dog days of summer, you would have to have. Can you not go up there to? Uh, <laughs> can you not go up there behind uh, the high school, and uh, just right there in the sound, just drop in and knock out a hundred meters. You can go into the sound, but like again, I just—it's so cold. I don't have a wetsuit. No, no, no. I'm not talking wetsuit. I'm talking like just shriveled dick. Just go at it and just knock it out because fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Just own up to if it. It's fi- if the water is 54 that? degrees, then yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? You can only be in there for like five minutes tops. Why not? Just just fucking knock it out. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you could. Have you ever done? Have you never done polar bear challenge? I have. That's like that's just like jumping in. Oh no, no! The polar bear challenges I've done are like jump in, swim, jump out, run, jump back in, swim. Okay, I'm thinking like a polar plunge where you're just like hopping. Yeah, in no, no not polar plunge. I'm talking like polar bear where like you jump in, you swim, you knock out like a two miler, and then you or one miler, and then you jump back in and swim. Jesus. Yeah, they're yeah, not. Fun. I'd rather that's not like be some, That's like some the Wim Hof shit. <laughs> we used to do it at my buddy Chris Buck's house up up here in Georgetown every January. We'd uh, oh, but that's not it so. Doesn't bad. actually get that cold out there. So yeah, don't no, you're still, you know, you're still, you're still thirty air temp. 
You're like your air temp is still in the 30s, and so and we're doing it at midnight, so your pool temp is still probably in the 50s, even if it's in the 60s. Even if it's in the 60s, you're still running a lap after you've jumped in the pool, and then you're swimming a lap. Yeah, good luck with that. I've been swimming in Vermont once in my life, and it's June, and it was fucking freezing. So, I don't know. All right, so Cody has twins coming in June. June, right? Yeah. June. Uh, they'll probably be here in May. So, we have Connor, Scou- or Connor Riggs, and we have McKenzie Scout, fraternal twins coming. Now, Cody has been my run buddy, my accountability partner since, uh, what, like March of last year? We really um, started hitting it hard. May. May. May, we started hitting it fucking hard. Now, Cody probably doesn't have the same fitness goals because he's about to have kids, right? And unfortunately for his wife, he had to build something today, and I'm hoping that his twins don't die in this crib that he had to it's put a death trap. <laughs> that he had to put together. But Cody, I want to hear your 20, 2021 goals and it, it being a good dad doesn't count because we can't see that until they're like 19 <laughs> and have an OnlyFans account, right? So, <laughs> well, I hope they do. I hope, <laughs> first of all, I hope they both have OnlyFans accounts because I'm going to be raising capitalists who know to seize upon yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever qualities they have. Yeah, they're get only get, a they're only getting paid in Bitcoin. Okay, if they get paid in Bitcoin, then I will be disappointed because that's not real money, God. <laughs> but uh, overall, 2021 the goals. Does disagree. 2021 goals. Do you have anything sitting in your mind that you absolutely want to accomplish? Yeah, so just from from May or I guess really from June through uh, the end of January, I ran 270 miles. Yeah, you probably clocked closer to 300 with what we were doing. Um, in, May. in May, yeah. So this is all. Did everything. you forget to turn on your phone? No, he didn't have his. It's all he didn't shit have a before my watch, watch back then. Yeah. So now I got a watch and it tracks all this shit. So I think my goal is 600 miles for the year. So that's 50 miles a month. That's not bad. 12 and a half a week. I think that's something that even with the twins in, I can still knock out because that's you're looking at. Like two, it's basically four miles. It's basically like and then one ten k a week. Yeah, it's. I think the hard, to, like the hardest running schedule I ever did is, and I did this for probably about half a year. Is I did twenty miles a week. Jesus Christ, um, that's and good. that was that's miles. I was man. I I've never been a very good runner, that's, but I was also yeah. in the best shape of my life, so it was I could handle it without injury. Yeah, see, I I am not setting out to be a fast runner. I it's therapeutic for me now to actually get in a run. So it's good mental. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. No, just from like getting into running and like getting to where I could do without feeling like I was fucking dying. Like any stress I was having really wasn't all that stressful once I had ran four miles. Yeah. There's, it was nice. There's some so. point where like you get to that and you go, cause I was the same way. Even when I was training up for my five mile runs and I was trying to be, like seven fifteen, seven thirties on my five milers. There was some point where I would always stop and I would walk because I just like I got inside my own head. Um, 
Yeah. And there's there's something beautiful about on that like that half marathon I ran. There was no stopping because there was something beautiful about like the well I've already knocked out five I've already I've done eight before without stopping like why do you not do this yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I mean you kind of get in that I've never I've almost had runners high a couple times but I think that's a whole you gotta be wired for that shit but so I think just mentally I can do six hundred miles over twenty twenty one if not more but that's the goal. Um, I think, uh, you know, my wife and I have talked about it. It's just uh, not about that goal, but carving out that space for each other. Like, it's not going to be easy. Well, but, but you just got a uh, – so, Cody – We want to get each other at least an hour and a half each day. We're like, this is actually your time. Take her. You need to take care of it, and I will take this for the team. So, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, Cody actually mentioned something really great when I was working out over there on Tuesday uh, this week. Uh, we were talking about uh, – the the jogging stroller and you know like put a twin on the front and put a twin on the back and he mentioned something that was actually really beautiful to me that uh britney had said at no point should you ever have both kids by yourself to deal with by yourself yeah strapped you like especially the first years you should not have to strap both to you like it should never, you shouldn't be in that position. Yeah, so that's that's the goal. So like <laughs> they already have the teamwork situation figured out. I think that's I think that's cool as shit, especially for we know it's gonna be hard. Yeah, Cody, we know it's gonna be Cody's thirty three, right? You're about to be thirty. Yeah, we're yeah. a year apart. I'll, I'll be thirty four in June. So like when they t- when they're coming out, I'm turning thirty four. Yeah. So Cody's thirty four years old, and him and his wife already have this beautiful mentality of it is a teamwork effort. And especially with twins, I man, I can't imagine having. Oh, I want kids in the worst way. I'm about to be, I'm about to be 35 in a few weeks, and I want kids, but I can't imagine my first set of kids at 33 years old being twins or 34 <laughs> years old being twins. We didn't see it coming. No. But yeah. him and his wife had this beautiful like teamwork plan figured out. Um, it's awesome. So 600 miles. That's the goal. I, th- I think it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's doable. And uh, JM, do you have a kind of a fitness goal for yourself? And, and well, no, it doesn't so, have to be mileage. Like, kind of what what are you sort of aiming? No, for? No, no. So uh, my actual twenty twenty one goal is not fit- fitness related because I think I'm on like a good track fitness wise. Um, I think I maintain. Like, I, I do... So you're just sustaining what you're already doing. Yeah, sustaining. I, I'm pretty happy with what I want to do. Like, I, I would like to run a half marathon every three months. I would like to run four half marathons in the next year. I don't think that's, like, out of reach is, since I just ran mine. Um, My 2021 goal is I want to get back to where I was at in Korea. And I want to read a book every 10 days. Uh, okay, as someone who... Uh, I have slacked. I have really... 27 books in 2020, I think you can do it. I have really slacked on my book reading, but uh, when I was in Korea, I had a set schedule because I was living, I was living by myself. And... Um, you know, Aaron, how many times we you'd come over a couple times a week, and we would just do uh, we would just do homework, right? You come over, you bring your laptop over into my room, we just do homework. Yeah, 
Um, and what I remember is that reading was very much a part of how you kind of had a breather. It was your cigarette yep. break. So reading was very therapeutic. And what I admire is that you did not differentiate between bad writing and good writing. You just needed to do it as a practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, reading a book every 10 or to 14 days, I think that's attainable. And yeah, I'm very pretty. I'm very, oh, yeah, because there's, there's hard reading. There's fat. You know, there's fun reading. There's hard reading. There's. I mean, you pick it, you can fucking do it. Yeah, um, I have I have all six Dune books sent right here next to me, and I know this is going to be brutal. Like, I know getting that, through... Dude, that's going to be a slog. I know getting through all six Dune books is going to be terrible. Oh, this is a great thing. Um, our, our listeners, if you have recommendations, please weigh in. I don't care if you have to tell JM to, like, read Nicholas Sparks. No, I've read Nicholas Sparks. Ooh, I've read Nicholas him. Sparks. I have. Pretty uh, long, to some fucking Dorian Gray like S and M bullshit. No, like, I'm not reading that. Tell Jam to read it, and actually, you should review that. Like, oh no, the, you know, like every couple of weeks, maybe we just talk about what you fucking read, and you're like, well, you know, I read about this dude that was hanging himself, oh, that be, and he that was would like be a good jerking one. off. That would be a good one. What if we all? Okay, I think what Aaron's almost there at is a Pretty Little Loggers book club where once a month. We all read the same book. <laughs> what is this? Is this podcast okay. like number eighteen? I'm down at to this try point? that. Yeah, like, podcast number eighteen. Like, I'll, I'll I'll do that one. No, no, like we'll like once a month we'll do like the the book club corner and we'll like all right where are you what'd you think so let's aim for February we'll we'll pick out a book by next week yes and then we'll start reading it yeah. Nah, that sounds good. Okay, I can do, I can get behind right, that. Let's, let's make these notes cool. somewhere. Uh, and by the way, our listeners, if you have a recommendation, um, quite quite frankly, if you have anything dirty, I I would really appreciate <laughs> that since I'm lacking intimacy in my life right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my goal is um, Aaron, Aaron wants us all to just like read like spooky fuck books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, there's ghosts involved, but there's also fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna focus on my. Um, I have not been able to take a college course in two years because, of, so I travel like a hundred miles a day, basically round trip my it, between where I live back to post, and it's hundred miles a day. Uh, working out, you know, it, it's just unsustainable to try to get home at eight o'clock at night, knock out a college course. Go to sleep by eleven so I can wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Like, it's just miserable. Um, I have some other goals, but I know those are easily attainable. So the books uh, every ten days, I think, is super attainable. Uh, I think that's like a great like woosaw thing too. You know, cycling is that's what it is for me. Is like it's a woosaw thing. It's like yeah, for sure. Um, if if I'm doing like really hard workouts. That's really cool, but I kind of relegate that to the weekends, and it's more or less just to earn my beer. Nice, I like it. Yeah, if it's like a, a you know a dude's guide to self care. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a um, that's good because from here, since I've spoke my piece and we finished round one of uh, what our personal goals are for 2021. Uh, 
what what Cody just said, the do guides to self care. I I think there is um, something about men's health that is very uh, underspoken. I don't know how you say it. Uh, it. It's very quiet in the community. So we we talk about mental health as a overall underlying aspect of what everybody has gone through in 2020, what everybody has gone through in their life. But uh, there's something about um, men's health that is not quite spoken about enough. And when it is, it's just like it's a lot of ego, off the right? Side is do twenty two push ups every day and tell a friend to do them. Yeah, right. That's, there's there's a lot of well. ego involved in that. But uh, you know, we're sitting here, we're talking about riding twenty six hundred miles, um, running six hundred miles, and you know, me, I I have missed for two months in a row. I've missed my sixty six mile goal. Uh, this month, I missed it by five point nine miles. Um. But there are mental health issues that go beyond that. And you know what? Fuck it. A third issue right here. Uh, the the mental health of the mental health of ourselves for the 2021 drunk week in preview, the the mental health issues, it's this is gonna be a big deal because everybody expected you know, we, we made the joke back in the midsummer, like, oh, 2021, I can't wait to get back to walking around without a mask on. Well, this isn't ending anytime soon. It, yeah, that's not. You, you're holding out for 2022. Yeah. If that's if your aspirations are to be maskless in movie theaters at concerts, you're probably looking at 2022. I um, I'm a fan of the mask. If it, no, it, if it meant that absolutely. I never got the stomach flu again. If it meant that I never got the stomach flu again and I'm crying for my mommy, puking up fucking bile, I'm good with wearing the mask. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Fuck the stomach flu. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, mental health has been... Um, yeah, mental health is a is a big issue that I think everybody deals with. Um, it, it, whether you whether you choose to whether you choose to acknowledge it or not is a whole other issue because a lot of people out there think that they're just having a bad day and then they're having another bad day and then it was a bad week and a bad month but they don't understand the uh the mental health issues that are going on there um well i think the rim rant said it best when they said when it hasn't been your day your wake or maybe even your year i'll be there for you <laughs> But there's so much truth in there's so much truth in music like that, right? There's so much truth in For shit sure. like that. No, and um, on mental health, I think uh, especially considering just I'm not even talking pl- the, when I say climate, I mean everything about our current environment. As far as if we didn't have this podcast, we'd be a little more isolated. But like, there's so many people out there who are isolated. They're kind of stuck at home because there's not much going on. Uh, you can go stir crazy. And if you don't have an outlet, if you don't have someone you can talk to, especially because you can go and bang weights all day, but you're never going to actually like get work through problems in your head by getting stronger. 
you, you actually need to have someone you can talk shit out through. And I think that's an aspect of especially men's mental health, mental health that gets swept to the wayside. I think you make a great point there. And, and like something that happened over the weekend, and I don't want to dive too much into it, but I got really depressed. I'm still really depressed. And, and my buddy was like, hey, um, what's your plan for tomorrow? And I said, well, I, I don't have any plans for the new year. And he was like, okay, cool. Uh, can I just come pick you up at, at noon? He came and picked me up, and I hopped in the truck, and he goes, look, man, I've already got permission from the missus to just have the rest of the day to do whatever. That's um, awesome. It's pouring rain, so we can do whatever. But just so you know, I brought a lot of shot. I brought, I brought uh, clay pigeons, and I, I brought the M4, and... Uh, let's just what do you want to do and i was like you know dude i don't i don't care if we have to drive an hour out i will go shoot fucking shotguns that sounds fun you can break out the m4 and do it and while we were doing it it's like um it was a very therapeutic exercise of violence and i i don't mean that in a very negative way except that shooting is a very difficult practice marksmanship is a a very it's not easy to get good at it takes time and as i was doing it he's watching me do it he goes look man i'm watching you try to shoot clay pigeons and you're not far off and what it reminded me is that there i'm still good at something i don't completely suck and uh there's something satisfying about him go you hit that <laughs> one. Of course, like, yeah. You know, like it's pouring rain. The fucking rain's pouring in my eyes, and I can't really see except that I'm just following the pigeon and then cranking it, making yeah. a shot. That's it. I and then y- you know, and, and just as a side note to that, um, it's it's really fun to pull out a ten inch dick M4. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you say ten inch dick, Cody? <laughs> He did. Open, open. <laughs> Hashtag small dick yeah. club. Oh man, and, and and Aaron, I I will always go back to uh, the two, probably the two most. I'm not gonna say genuine interactions I've had, but like the the ones that kind of stick in my mind. Um, who was it? My going away party. I think it was my going away party in Korea. Where we went over to, um, oh goodness, what's his name's apartment? With Torres. No, Becca. Oh yeah, it was it was Johnny Torres. Because I saw a picture. I saw a pictures of you fucking road rash. Yeah. Up. So we got out there, and Aaron and I are just throwing a baseball back and forth, right? And it's just this super cathartic, like. Just anything that helps. And this is 2000, and this is like March, April. Yeah, March, April 15. Well, I went out and visited Aaron in uh, summer of 2019, uh, August, September. And we went out to the park two blocks away from his house, and we're just, we threw baseball for like an hour with me, him, and his roommate. That's fun. I don't know the last time I just like threw a ball yeah it's like we're all just throwing a ball you know it's all of us who want to be pro baseball players who can't be pro baseball players just chunking a ball back and forth and then 15 minutes into it we're like hey man check out my curveball 
We were bouncing <laughs> shit in the dirt. He's like, oh, check out my knuckleball, and it's just flying over people's heads. But um, <laughs> it was these like it, it was these simple interactions that that really just kind of ground you, and it it just brings you back to the like this stasis of where you're at that you're going. I'm okay. Like I'm exactly okay where I'm at. Is my credit perfect? No. Do I have everything I need to retire? Absolutely not. Is my job all right? Absolutely not. But I am doing this thing at this moment, which is perfect. And, you know, and that moment lasts. It's not about making every day that moment. It was that moment lasted. And that moment held me over because I went from that to a very, very, very hard school, which unfortunately I flunked out of. Uh, but a lot of that moment held into me there going, I'm okay because of this. Like there was a lot of catharsis involved in that. Of And, and, and I remember Aaron telling me in 14 or 15 when we were sitting out in Korea throwing a ball and – you know, like every now and then the ball would go over my head and I was having to wade in some like l- quite literally having to wade into a rice, a field, rice field quite literally yep. having to wade into a rice field to pick up this ball and it was just okay like it's this beautiful moment of just throwing this ball back and forth you know yeah cuz you know we lost all that simple shit a long time ago but you can still get little you can get moments of it. Yeah. I, and that that's beautiful. And I, I think that's, um, I'm looking for, I'm looking for more pure moments this year, I yeah. guess is the way to, uh, I, I want to make more significant interactions in this year because this year we've kind of been isolated in 2020. We kind of isolated ourselves. Um, is that what your Tuesday meeting's about? <laughs> it's, to, it's to talk about uh, JM's next fucking Schmedium sh- shirt that he's wearing. Dude, too. I bought this. Sh- I bought this shirt when I was in Germany. Back when- that thing is like form fitting. I know, man. right? Isn't it feel good? Look at that. You can see the like. I'm kind of attracted you to can you, see bro. The top of the I pecs. Have Ry- I have my Ryan fucking Bingham shirt on. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, my cathartic goal, I think, my my mental health goal for this year is to, uh, I'm going to say my mental health goal is to make, to make, to make a significant memory that I can, that I can rely on, right? So when shit gets tough, that I can roll back a on. Di- a dig, make a dig deep moment. Yes, absolutely. Like those moments when you've got to dig deep, you can like hang it on like, okay, that is... That's the juice that's worth the squeeze. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I like that a lot. Actually, it's actually very profound, and I'm really happy to hear this sort of feedback. Um, as as men, I I kind of feel like it's really important to kind of just do your job and just show up, right? Um, well, it speaks. Yeah, it speaks a lot about the like fine. the current climate of the current climate of your what society sees as your you your gender, right? Like the current climate says your gender is this. Do 
this. Exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. good. I'm, I'm a big fan of like it. I'm a big fan of like embracing masculinity, but at the same time, like like cooking. Like I do all the fucking cooking. Dude, like, Aaron's Aaron's a phenomenal cook. Yeah, like that's all stuff seen as like traditionally that's like oh that's women's work. But I'm like, fuck that. I like to cook. Like I, I think, you know, I don't mind like just like you know. I look like a man. That's, uh, that's great. So uh, Cody, his I appreciate that. Yeah, Cody, but flip flip shit around sometimes. Like, do some shit that like isn't just like stereotypically you or what people think yep. that you do. Absolutely, Cody, uh, his wife Brittany and his sister uh, Chelsea got me this awesome, awesome book. Uh, it's probably about four to five inches thick. It's called La Russe Gastronomique. And we're on like the third edition now. This thing could stop at fifty cal. Um, it's yeah. thick. It's a. Th- it's about a thirty pound book. Uh, it is a no shit, and it's just like a kitchen concordance. Uh, yeah, it's like the Megan the Stallion of books. <laughs> just thick. So is it uh, French heavy or no? Is so it just kind no, of it's like... perfect. Yeah. So it is actually a French book that has been rewritten twice into. Oh. Oh yeah, no, I did some research on this. It is a French. So does book. that mean it's kind of like a this is uh the Joy of Cooking two point uh, Joy of Cooking because the Joy of Cooking is a great introduction to just this is how you cook. Like they're gonna they list it out as long as you follow the fucking recipe, you're no, gonna no, no, hit no. it. And that's comprehensive. That's not just baking. That no, is no. So this this book cooking. is a true concordance where it's just like definitions and terminology. Um and then it even gets into, so, like, I was smoking a brisket yesterday, and it turned out just beautiful. Dude, that end that's in my fridge, I cut off a little, some chunks Today? of it earlier. It is, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Dude, it, it rocked. So, like, I spent eight hours smoking this thing, or uh, four hours smoking, four, four hours cooking, two hours rest. But, so, I, I like, I'm sitting there. And Aaron, if you've never cooked next to a log burning smoker, it's one of those I legitimately left for about 20 minutes to drive to a gas station to pick up a can of tobacco and a lottery ticket and drove back and my temperature spiked 25 degrees. And I freaked out. And you sweat. Yeah, I freaked out. Right. Yeah. So I spent all day next to this thing and watching, watch Like I would, I had a book and I would read two pages and look up at my, uh, Look up my temperature. That's like that's kind of the babysitting you have to do. So I'm reading this book, and it's just this awesome concordance, and it's just all it is is it's um, definitions. Like, hey, they said you have to do this technique to an onion. This is what the technique technique means, and it just defines what it is. Okay, that's interesting because there's like like. This is Julienne. This is this. This is that. Absolutely. And then you get into, I was like, oh, well, I'm sitting next to a brisket, so let me look up beef, right? So it looks up beef, and it tells you how the U.S. cuts beef, how the U.K. cuts beef, how the Italians cut beef, how the French cut beef, and it shows you all the different, like, cuts, like what they call their cuts, where they're cutting it out of the cow, it's incredible. Uh, it's just this amazing book. Um, 
super excited about it, and it's going to be That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, Larus Gastronomique, uh, beautiful. And then they also got me a like we said earlier, they got me the bottle of whiskey, which is just beautiful. <laughs> All right, so I think we've run through point number one. Uh, we didn't initially have point number two, but we've run through point number two. I'm going to go in reverse cycle. So, Cody, you're going to be first. Now, it's going to be a little bit hard for Cody because you're about to have kids. Um, but I think we are a, I don't want to say a, a socially progressive group of people, but I think we are socially aware of what is yeah. happening in the to our neighbors. We said this. Uh, we said this several podcasts ago. Where obviously the conversations we're having are not changing America, but we are having conversations which can affect us, and hopefully, we radiate this effect out to other people. Um, and I don't want to put you on the spot. So if you don't have an answer, just say no. Um, but I would like to know your intent to try to help your community to try to your your community goals for 2021 and if you don't have one if you don't because you've especially Cody you have a lot going on in 2021 um and if you don't have one it's okay uh but yeah i uh i sort of thought about that you pro- like you know proposed it earlier like, I mean, I don't see myself getting on to any committees at the city this year, any, anything but like that. But you did try but, to get uh, on to one last year. I did. And I think there's politics at play there. But, you yeah. know, that's, a, that's his own conspiracy. However, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, I am about to, like, embark on this fucking journey that I think 1% of all parents the, in the country go through. You know, twins. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the um, what's that like what that's like in the area, but I think I'd like to you know set up sort of like a local group for dads of twins, like like whether that is just you know a Facebook group that turns into like all right we can bitch online, but hey let's also meet up in person once you know COVID allowed, and whether that turns in you know in my mind that goes from like all right. You know, dads get together with their kids, I would say, and they do that. Like, it's like a dad's day out kind of shit. And then, like, from there, it turns into, like, all right, because then you're going to have different age groups of kids involved. Like, eventually it goes into, like, all right, let's go hiking as, like, as a fucking unit of twin, (laughs) all these fucking twins. Um, Yeah, so I think my goal is to start up on the surface a local community of you know, twin dads. And for me, I've kind of, I've already got kind of like a built in sports system. My best, one of my best friends is having twins the same fucking time as me. So I already have a guy that I can at least get involved, but it'd be cool if there's other dads out there who are looking for other dude bros to hang out with for their twins. So <laughs> no, that's legit. I think, Oh, that's yeah. Here. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that's a, and I, I think that's awesome that you've got, that support and also people that are going through the same thing. Yeah. Like I I'm on a Facebook group that's like nationwide and every dad wants to know, like they get super freaked out and their kids are like still sleeping together after like a year and a half, two years. But I'm like, 
Dude, they're fucking sleeping. Who gives a shit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, my two sons aren't gay for cuddling, are they? He's like, I don't know. They're one and a half. Who cares? <laughs> Is he a QAnon? on her? <laughs> yeah, it's like, who cares? Uh, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a very, uh, I think this is a very, like, reachable goal. And I don't know what, you know, not to talk shit about whatever Aaron's about to say. Uh, when I say reachable, because I, I don't want him double thinking what he's about to say. Uh, but I think that's, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's easy and reachable and there's, like, just reachable. And then, like, it's like, oh, I want to talk to 10 people a day is like okay well creating a creating that, support community mean? is is amazing uh especially as we've yeah. gotten into this quarantine mindset where we are we are living inside our houses we are living inside of our property we we don't think of the transition we're gonna have to make when the world opens up again and it's and like, you have to go back okay yeah uh we can all just be out together no mask on at this bar uh can i just strike up a conversation are we doing that still what's good <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's legit i think that's a very admirable goal especially uh you know i made the joke last night cody was at my going away party where we said 2033 you know we're all gonna call them quarantines uh about everybody had sex in 2020 yeah. um but i think there's going to be some like need of socialization there and i think it's that's a very reachable, admirable goal to just like pull everybody in. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. All right, Aaron. And it also speaks to like a very niche group, like especially like parents of yeah. twins. So, yeah. look, man, uh, I can't wait to hear about it. It's gonna be yeah, sick. It be it's gonna be sick. So I'm actually, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. We were talking about it last night because I'm gonna come back for my sister's wedding. Uh, which is going to be like two weeks after the kids are supposed to be born. <laughs> Did you shoot anybody? No, man. My was it a shotgun? No, wedding? my sister's. Uh... Oh, so you actually like this guy? No, my sister. So we don't have to hurt anybody. So right? my sister's uh, father. So it's my stepfather. My sister's father. My stepfather passed away in 2015, and I gave away my oldest sister, who's eight years younger than me. At her wedding, and uh, I'm gonna give away my youngest sister at her wedding. Uh, I think that's beautiful. That's that's so cool. Yeah, but th awesome. this dude was like him and my dad. You know, even though my parents are divorced, and it's you know this guy wasn't anything related to my dad. They were like great because dad taught me hunting and mechanics, and uh, Gary taught me you know, how to camp and be a Boy Scout because he was a Marine and taught me all that hardcore shit. And so when my sisters got married, they asked me to give her, them away. Um, so I can't wait. It, it's beside the point because I'm detracting from Cody's story, which is I'm super excited about coming back and not visiting Cody because they're <laughs> going to have, like, twins that are two weeks old or three weeks old and just texting Brittany and going, Meet me at this bar. I'm getting you drunk because you haven't been able to drink for nine months. <laughs> and her just leaving Cody. <laughs> and I've done nothing to deal with, but drink for nine yeah, months. Yeah, her just leaving Cody to deal with twins because Cody's just gone out. <laughs> it's going to be great. Well, he's still hammered. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, yeah. Aaron. 
Anything for 2021. Uh, so community impact, and it doesn't have to be large scale. It doesn't have to be small scale. But have you had anything in mind about how you would like to affect, whether it's your street, your neighborhood, your city, your your local government, national government? Uh, for my city, we, uh, and I didn't know this, but community bicycle shops have popped up across the United States. And what these are are nonprofit community cycle shops where you can get people that are homeless or don't make enough money to go to, like, a professional shop to get your shit worked on. But there's a scale that slides. What do you need um, and what kind of work do you need done? We can replace chains. We can do inner tubes. Um, we do have a local community shop, and if I can do 24 hours of community service there over the next year, I'll be happy. That sounds uh, cool. That's sick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually, it is a little self-serving because it does help me out because I get to learn how to do the the work. Package, well, there's right? really no like altruistic point of like There's no altruistic action if you have a feeling about it so don't feel bad about it yeah i mean that's a whole that's a whole philosophy debate like i think we have as everyone in this podcast taking philosophy in college at this point yeah, yes no yeah, absolutely was well, a comm major that's yeah. philosophy you've definitely taken philosophy it's like that was i'm saying that is an absolute like fucking week-long conversation everyone had in philosophy was, was like, like what is altruistic is it still altruistic if you feel good about doing it it's like well, fuck. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to do anything altruistic that makes you feel bad for doing it. So, just shut I'm, the fuck I'm, up. About I, this main I maintain X. the only true altruistic action is one, um, one done in a moment of chaos where you have no feelings and you have to just act. True, like like a uh, secret service taking a bullet type shit. Well, jumping. Even then, that's their job. Jumping on that's no, no, job. jumping on a grenade. Uh, but it, you know. Any altru oh, any yeah. altruistic event that you do, even if looking back on it you had a feeling about it, then you're like, oh shit, it's not altruistic anymore. But that's that's super sick. So um, get back to what Aaron was saying because the Tacoma Seattle the Tacoma Seattle uh, area is heavy, heavy on foot traffic, heavy on bicycles. It's not a um, it's not an automotive. Did you say bicycle again? What's that? Did you catch that? Did you catch him, Aaron? When he said bicycle. But it's there was another mispronunciation. There's like your fucking your ability to like abort the ability to say like Jesus Christ. What did you say a couple of weeks ago? It was something like oh bipartisan. You're like bipartisan. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but the uh, Tacoma, Seattle area is very uh, a foot traffic heavy area, area right? Yeah, yep. and so I, I mean, th I think you're doing amazing things, especially because it's not just it's not just the affluent riders who can afford to have them. It's the uh, uh, Cody. What is your what does your wife call them? The um, they are experiencing homelessness. Experiencing homelessness, right? Like that's the appropriate term. They're not homeless. They're just experiencing it. But they have a bicycle. They have 
something to get them around. And when they break the chain, they can't afford to just necessarily go out there and get that shit done, right? Yep. Uh, and and th- there's a there's a nonprofit here. So my idea was that um, I can go over there and do just some community work where I can learn how to work on bicycles and then just kind of give back. And and those guys, they do need the labor. They they have so much garbage to go through. And even if it meant that all I was doing was um, measuring chains to figure out if they still had an integrity or not, it would still it would still free up their paid workers so that they weren't hemorrhaging on time. I think that's a, uh, yeah, I think that's great. A- again, just cause I've seen the community. I think it's like, that is the hard impact on the community, right? Yeah, sure is. Cool. Uh, so, so, no, no, no. So my goal for the year, uh, I move into my new apartment Sunday. So next Sunday, uh, I'm going to be on a super tight timeline that I'm going to get there and basically like set up a router and plug in my laptop and we're going to record that night and it's going to be a shit show. Uh, but there is a bookstore about three blocks away from where I live at. And my goal, my goal, and I don't know what they have set up already. But my goal is to help fund a basically a community, um, a community. What do you call it? It's not like book giving away, not library, but basically, um, I would I would like to basically like fifty to hundred dollars a month that I am able to spend in there that are that is donated that people can come by and pick up literature. Uh, if they're going to do a community library out of it, that's cool. Um, if I'm, if I'm uh, helping out teachers that are coming in there and they've got teachers that come in all the time, uh, but my goal in my new community is going to try to increase education through literature. Uh, just because it's right there, right? I think that's well, I, I fucking think that's awesome. a great idea. And, and Fayetteville has a a very inter- interdisciplinary arts uh, approach to education. So you do stand a chance to actually impact the community in a in a positive manner. Um, as far as literature goes, and I think you already know this, just kind of steer clear of like. The military no, war no, machine. No, no, I, I, I just um, anything that kind of inspires children to just go like shoot guns. Like, and and that's it's not to say it's wrong. It's just they have you know Delta Force and Special Forces there. I and just whatever w- else that's going on. It's 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 all the kids know is their dad. Yeah, I just want somebody. To re- you know, we talked about last week, but I want somebody to read. Uh, you know, Watership Down. I want somebody to read Bridges yeah. Terabithia. I, I, you know, oh yeah. I, you know, one. I want somebody to read these young adult novels. That, you know, uh, oh goodness gracious, what was this? Uh, uh, Tuck Everlasting. Um, you know, uh, oh, The Giver. 
that whole quadrilogy. Holes. Yeah, Holes, Lewis Sacker, right? Holes was so um, good. So Holes was on Pornhub, isn't it? <laughs> and there's the one, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my goal is I think that because I'm moving into a new community and I don't know much about it, I, I, I want to interact with the local bookstore. And it quite literally, it's like three blocks away. Uh Oh yeah, find yourself a Larkinel. Yeah, it, no, this this looks kind of like a Larkinel, uh, which is a Larkinel is our uh, Lark and Al for all of our foreigner listeners. Is our local left wing, uh, bookstore. Uh, but it's a beautiful bookstore. So Larkinel, Abs- it's the best. It has a bistro in it. It has a bar in it. Um, it's super sick. I've got a. I've got uh, I've got some awesome, awesome like. Uh, like dish towels that I bought from them <laughs> that have some cool as shit stuff. Um, yeah, Cody's holding up. Yeah, Cody's helping. Anti-racist. Yeah, Cody's baby. holding up a someone, book that he bought from. Someone him. got this for Brittany from. Someone got this for Brittany from uh, Larkin Al. It's the uh, anti-racist baby by the guy who wrote the book on like how to be an anti-racist. So I'm. I don't know. It'd be kind of weird reading this to your children, <laughs> but we'll try it. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think. Good I think luck, that's pal. my goal. Is I just want to support um, some kind of non-militant, just local literature, and even if it is militant literature, honestly, I don't care as long as the kids are reading books. I would like to supplement. Yeah, they're, they're only rather lead a fucking. Uh, Ender's Game, dude. Ender's Game, Ender's Game is a great series. Like, if I could, you know, let him read it. Aaron, have you read Ender's Game? No. Uh, did Harrison perform uh, with the movie that they did? I didn't see that. You didn't see Ender's Game? The, mo- uh, the movie. Oh no. man, it no, was I so didn't. good. Yes, he did. The movie was yeah, good. No, it was great. It was great. Oh, okay. Okay, so the book oh yeah, is the book is better. The book, the movie was like the, the movie, movie was like good. sixty seventy five percent on that one. Okay. Well, that, that, that that's fine. Cool. So, I think we've it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Again, we didn't have a huge news cycle this week. Oh, damn. No, don't click that. <laughs> so, we do have a we do have a Google Meet and uh when Cody says don't click that yet, it's cuz he's sending links out in the chat. We are doing the drunk week in preview because this is the first week. This is the first week of the new year. Um, At this point, I would like to open it up for conversation about anything to December 31st, 2021. Anything y'all can think of. If you don't have anything, tell me now, and we'll just roll into good news, and we can end it. Trump remains president, and Joe Biden's corpse is is slung <laughs> over the Washington I meant, like, monument. legitimate news, you fuck shit. <laughs> 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 but uh, I think we've hit on some good stuff. Um, um, Gina Haspel is going to be fired. Uh, Gina Haspel is the director of the CIA, um, and there are very soft allegations of <laughs> kind of war crimes against her, uh, which she's 
been able to get around? Question mark. Speaking of war I crimes, I feel like John Cornyn's going to continue to defend his shitty brisket from last oh, week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Aaron, did you see that one? Uh, no. Oh, I God. Dude, dude posted, he's like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas. Uh, our Christmas brisket, it's a tradition, and that ketchup slathered all over it. I will tell you yeah, that just not cool. I will tell not you that cool the brisket I cooked yesterday huh. got a little cold sitting out in the wind, and it still tasted better than that one did. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Huh? <laughs> yeah that 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 uh, that's it's terrible. It sounds like you you fucking waterboarded it. And then you put it over a cooking fire, and then you didn't even have the decency to just slow cook it. Oh, no, no, no. no he he, it was just it absolute trash. Absolute trash. Mm. Uh, oh, look, I don't, I've never cooked a brisket, so oh, I won't yeah. talk shit. It no sounds worries, really difficult. No worries. Nobody, nobody's hating on you for that one. Um, So if we don't, then Aaron, I think at this point, you've got to get us into the good news. Becky Hammond, Becky Hammond. Uh, first woman, uh, first woman to coach an NBA team, uh, leading the Spurs. Um, Outside of Popovich, sure which is like incredible. I don't know if you guys follow hard uh, to follow the pop basketball at all because I I don't. But I also found this like to be really inspiring. Like, there's this picture of her like looking at NBA players and she's pointing at them and kind of shaking her finger. And I was just like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Take control of that, that basketball team. You, you tell them what's up. Are the Spurs a competitive basketball team or are they not? Um, up until the past three seasons, they've been very, very competitive. Um, so do you recall when the Raptors won or yeah, when the Raptors won the NBA finals, what, two three years ago if it comes to baseball i know that there was a uh, or, excuse me basketball i know there was a famous guy that died this year in a helicopter crash kobe kobe question mark kobe but um so all right the so, point i'm trying to make is that like i just i was just really stoked to see kind of like a change in leadership yeah, it's a woman coaching a storied basketball team like the spurs are one of the best basketball teams consistently over the past twenty five years, but, so, no, but they're yeah, they're just coaching, no fun to watch big though, deal. because they were so man, they were so like uh, how do how do you call it? They were, well, their Western Conference, which is the fucking toughest conference in basketball. Yeah, but they but so. they were no fun to watch because they they were so just like precisionly good. Oh, it's they were, It's fundamental. Yeah, they were so yeah. fundamental that it you weren't. I'm not I'm not shitting on the Spurs because they were good because they were fucking. They were great, but they were so fundamental. And when they really made their rise in the late 90s, early 2000s, that's when you start, you know, you're on the heels of Michael Jordan, of the Bulls. You're on the heels of Magic Johnson. Because they were great the same time the Lakers were great. So you had Shaq and Kobe. So you're just the same time you had Tim Duncan and God, I'm going to, I'm doing a service of like, you had a stellar. Are you talking about Spurs, Spurs team? Squad. So you, at, at the time you had, um, oh god, the fr- Big the shot French Bob. guy, um, and the Argentinian. Uh, so you had, yeah, Gino- Ginobili and, and Parker, uh, Trey Parker. Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had like, but yeah, they were so, like 
fundamentally good that it, you know you, they're not raining you know they're not draining threes and just dunking on everybody because they were so fundamentally good that you had that good like you know interaction it's just layup twos and good shots from the key kind of thing oh yeah so i mean yeah it's it's pretty cool so she is i mean it's a worthwhile team to be coaching and I'm she's been learning under one of the best. Great Popovich is an all around bad motherfucker. So if you're learning from Pop, then she's got Well, you know, you're seeing a lot more uh you're seeing a lot more females in sports. Uh the Oh, don't get me wrong here. The San Francisco, I think the San Francisco Giants, yeah. Their uh first base coach was a female this year. Um uh, Oh no yeah. shit! That's so crazy. San Francisco had their uh, first base coach as a uh, uh, as a you know female in sport this year, and then somebody else, somebody else in baseball got a GM for the Miami Marlins. Maybe uh, I think that's yeah, right. I think that's right. That I think it, right. I think it was the GM for the Miami Marlins. So like we're actually getting not necessarily like hey we're making more females into sports but they're they're organically breaking through. yeah organically breaking through that's a good way to put it representation is really important and i i guess i didn't really understand that as i was growing up one of the first memories i have when we talk about watching ncaa ncaa football or watching the nfl is is my father God bless him. I love him so much, even though we don't speak anymore. But he was like, oh, my God, there's a woman that's reporting on football. Like, I think it's great that we're finding, like, people to take charge in leadership positions and be the overall director for how uh, how a game kind of plays out. No, I I think that's great. I've had a long-standing conversation with uh, – the people that I live with about uh, women in the church, uh, the church that I belong to that like, I only belong to now because that's kind of who I grew up with. Uh, the church still not does not believe that women should be pastors. And I think there's a whole, I think there's a whole uh, compassion side and a whole another point of view that we're missing and especially with uh, women in sports, I think there is a whole tactical side with women in sports that we are missing because the men, you know, generally, God damn it, I'm, I'm about to get hemmed up on this, but there, there's an aggressive... Finish your thought. I'm, I'm kind of curious because I think that between the three of us we can yeah i think there's an aggressive i think there's an aggressive nature with men um aggressive nature with men as a head coaching position is this is our goal let's do it and i think there is a more tactical position with women in a in a coaching position and i've seen it and i like it you know you look at when you look at women's sports um versus men's sports take the women's u.s team uh soccer versus the men's u.s team i think there's a more aggressive approach in the men's team and i think there's a more tactical approach in the women's team i think there's two dynamics there and i think to have 
women as head coach in a men's league is awesome because you get a different uh, approach there, which is always going to be, for me, the tactical approach. Well, and I think you, you bring up a great point there is that uh, the level of professionalism definitely does show. And something that uh, I didn't know about before is that Michael Jordan hemmed up his boys for for those seasons where the the Bulls were going and, and winning. It's not a World Series. The National, what is it called? The NBA, the NBA Finals. Finals. The World Championships over there. Yeah, they call it the World. Yeah, you, you guys. No, no, no. They call it the World. Finals. It's, it's just the Finals. Uh, the point I'm they trying to make is that, finals, right? is that um, it, there's, there's often a kind of rock star persona that comes with being a professional at- athlete. Do women have the same rock star athlete persona yes say somebody that's been in Megan Rapinoe I, I, no I, Mia, look at look at no no it's Rapinoe no, and she's no, right here Mia in Tacoma Hamm. yeah Mia Hamm Mia, oh Mia Hamm look at yeah, Mia yeah, Hamm sure. back in the mid 90s Aaron yeah she was a beast. she was fucking hammer she was the striker for the US women's team uh Mia Hamm uh, Aaron, Aaron, do you know who I'm talking about? I mean, my favorite uh, women's player is Alex. Wait, Morgan wait, wait, hold, hold on a second. So, Aaron, like Epcot. you, do you don't. So, Mia Ham, Mia Ham. Oh, well, I know the name Mia Ham. I don't. Oh know who man, she is. Well, like if, I, I know she was. If a James says it four more times, you'll. You know, know she was. She was like <laughs> that was for me growing up. Mia Ham is the first like women, uh, the first. Female athlete, I can think of. Sure, that like that sense. is yeah. the that is the um, big. Female. It was it was the figure skater. What, for what, me. Uh, which one are you talking about? Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan, Nancy Kerrigan or, or, or Tanya Harding. Harding? It wasn't. Oh, Tanya you're talking Harding. about the Japanese. Um, uh, yeah, the correct. Japanese figure Fukushima. The Japanese figure skater inspired um, a generation. Tara Lipinski. Right? No. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about though. Uh, goodness gracious! That that was like the ninety. I have no idea that God, is. that's going to be in corrections next that week. Was, Sorry, that was either in the ninety four or the ninety two games because ninety six was somewhere in Atlanta, so it's either ninety four or ninety two games. Um, but yeah, that was okay. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, the point I'm trying to make is that like Michael Jordan, like he was hemming up his team to to play like a team. Um, and he was speaking to a group of young men in their prime at the peak of their capability, and that kind of acted just like... Well, I don't know, because you had Scottie Pippen, you had, um, oh, shit, Dennis Rodman, you had... Who else, who else was on the 96 Bulls, Cody? Oh, you had Pippen, Rodman, Jordan. Uh, that was, the that was basically four. like the USA team. Oh yeah, that was the dream. So team. what is what is um, oh goodness gracious, um, yeah. What does Becky, Becky Hammond like tie into sports now in this day? How are we getting to this? And what is our good news here on this? Uh, the good news definitely would be she's the first female. Uh, she's the first female to ever coach a NBA t- NBA game ever. Okay, but I mean, like, she's only 
and she's only five foot six. So I mean, so I look at because so she came up through the th- uh, through the ranks with the uh, WNBA, um, and I and she made a name for herself, and she went on to go ahead and do some coaching on the side. It, it looks like she picked up a gig. Holy um, shit! Stop, stop the presses. She's a she was born and raised in the United States, but became a naturalized Russian citizen in 2008 and played on their Russian national team in the Olympics for two Olympics. Dude, when I was living in Germany, our uh, holy our shit. national championship in Germany, they were all Americans because it was like a AAA team over there. It was like their C League. Yeah, makes sense. But I'm talking about the Olympics. This is wild. So, so, so she's like a really talented player um and then i think it looks as far as i'm concerned it looks like she had a leadership she was able to identify how to lead a team um from off court she didn't have to to actually be in the thick of it and she was able to orchestrate a little bit better and she kind of made her made her bones um working as a as a, as a, an assistant coach. Yeah, um, I mean, Paul Gasol has oh, said Powell. he was a Lakers great. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, no, I'm just saying, like, man, that's a great, that's a great name to throw out. Yeah, he said, yeah, exact words here. I played with some of the best players of this generation, and I played under two of the sharpest minds in the history of sports. Talking about Phil Jackson and oh, Greg yeah. Popovich, and I'm t- and I'm telling you, Becky Hammond can coach. I'm not saying she can coach pretty well. I'm not saying she can coach enough to get by. She can coach. I'm not saying she can coach almost at the level of NBA male coaches. I'm saying Becky Hammond can coach NBA basketball. That, that's that's beautiful. That is like, fucking that is incredible. Yeah, the fact shit. that the fact that Paul Gasol, a, a, a NBA All Star, is saying that take you know forget what is inside of just a butt of her pelvis. And take that away from her, like she, she gets, coaches. She gets basketball. She coaches, and then you look at, um, it, man, I, I I wish I did some research on this, uh, but you look at coaches. Uh, who is the women's basketball coach for UT? The women's basketball coach for uh, actually the women's basketball coach for uh, UConn was a guy, uh, but the women's basketball coach for UT was just incredible. Uh, uh, Sue. Is that right? I can't remember. Um, but there are so many, so many talented female athletes out there who just don't get a chance because, oh, you just coached women's sports. And then to have somebody like Pau Gasol right, yeah. just come out and go, no, she coaches. She doesn't coach? Okay. She's not like, yeah, we'll make it. He's like, no. She fucking rakes, and we want her now. Yeah. It's incredible. Wow. UT had the same fucking... The women's coach? Women's coach from 1976 through 2007. Jody Dude, Conrad. And she fucking crushed it. So my mom, my mom's a, a school teacher here in Georgetown, and her principal played for her at UT back when it was the... Uh, or what was it? The three on three when they used to Southwest when they used to divide the like you could you couldn't go past the half court. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, she yeah. actually played for her. 
Uh, wow, that's cool. But there again, like obviously she was there from when, Cody? You said seventy six to two thousand. Yeah, so you're talking about thirty one years. <laughs> thirty one years, and she unreal. just rakes. And in two thousand seven, UT had a very good basketball team, and. Goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier is just discounting people because of what's sitting inside their ovaries <laughs> uh, or sitting inside their intestines or however you call it. God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's the good news for the week is uh, we're, we're seeing some women kicking ass and taking names out there, which is always good news. Yeah. Uh, so I think this pretty much ends the Drunk Week in preview. Um, we're starting 2021 off on a good, promising note. Nobody here is saying that COVID has ended on January 1st. Nobody here is saying that uh, everything is going to be better uh, tomorrow. COVID, COVID ends. Please wear your mask. COVID ends just, on January Just wear your mask, and if Biden's it comes president. to meeting new people, it's okay yep. to ask the question, who are you spending time with, and are you having safe practices That's when you're right. meeting new folks? That it, it's it's not a big deal. In fact, it's really that easy if you want to fuck someone. <laughs> Who are you fucking? Who's your daddy? And are you and wearing a do? condom? That's that's it. Like it's it's pretty fucking yeah. easy. Okay? The world the world did not change because it turned twenty twenty one. Nothing is automatically better because it's January first, January second, third, fourth, fifth, thirty first, whatever. The world is not changing. However, we do have an opportunity to change ourselves and change our mindsets and support some people. Just because surpassing January 6th, um, President-elect Joe Biden will be the new president on January 21st, does not mean that all the United States problems are going to be fixed. And if you voted for a Republican or a Democrat in your area and they act like an asshole— and you voted for him, go call his ass out and let him or her know that I voted for you and you are being a piece of shit. Um, but this is our this is our preview. Like, we're starting the note off right. We've got some goals. I hope you got goals. Yeah. And I I hope you got goals too, and I hope you learned something. If you want to learn something from other than people like us, and we're just a bunch of drunk white dudes. Go listen to a bunch of white chicks. Uh, like that's Night Classy. Chicks. Night Classy. No, they're called Night Classy, and they are from Memphis, and they are uh, school teachers, and they just drink wine, and they want to teach you somethings. And that's cool. Yeah, you want to teach me something? You want to get hammered and talk about it? And they, they do some rambling, but they are fun to listen to. So if you want perspective... Yes, listen to that. a po- listen to a podcast other than our own after <laughs> us. Us first, yeah. I mean, uh, it's yeah. kind of a shorter episode. Who can? But first? Um, I don't know, Cody. How about you uh, hit us with the socials? If anybody's got anything to add, take us out after that. All right. First of all, get some fucking goals. Clean up your act. <laughs> it's a new goddamn year. This is your chance to start new. Don't come back in here with all that bullshit from last year. Whole, yeah, so fucking whole get new it. fucking get year. It. Whole new fucking year. We'll hit year. you with the twisted teeth if you don't come in here with some goddamn goals. 
Twisted hold teeth. On, hold on, hold on. Twisted Before teeth and crooked teeth. What is with the twisted teeth? Oh my god! No, it's not army. Did you not see the? It's the military memes. Like, Wait, what have you not seen the? Tw- like, have I you not saw somebody like? I have you not seen the twisted teeth? A series of like I've they were Jay, loading it into an Apache helicopter, and they were loading twisted teeth into it. Wait, have you not seen the the full video? It's like three minutes of this methed out white dude talking shit to this black guy. And he's just dropping the end bomb every like five words, and the dude just just breaks his nose with a twisted T, and then ground pounds and basically throws him out the front door of this gas station. That should be our <laughs> video, dude. It's been our grand. It's been around for I like three weeks that. now. Fucking shit, man! It's been around for like three weeks. Okay. Whatever, Ooh. Cody finishes up. So once you once you've gotten your act together finally, you go to the socials and we're pretty little loggers on Instagram. We're pretty loggers on Twitter. We're pretty little loggers on Facebook. Drunk Weekend Review at gmail.com. Yeah, at gmail.com. Both our podcasts will answer them. And uh Good night. And we love you. And we love you. Get some fucking goals. Bye.